Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Baba Kama daf Peiches. We left off on daf Peizayinam. Beis, we are at V'chein Amar Reish Lakish, the last word on the third to last line of the page on daf Peizayinam. Beis, today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Lander and on his wife and children, and Lili Nishmas' mother, Golda Basimcha Shalom, and also by Daniel Sadian for the success of Klal Yisrael in these times, and Atzlacha <coughs> for our soldiers and our captives. They should all return home safely, Mir Tzashem. We welcome everyone back from their various uh, trips. It's good to be back almost at, uh, at full force over here. So the first thing we're going to discuss is the following. First, we're going to have a further discussion of a father receiving the Demei Chavala of the daughter. That if someone is Chavala, the daughter, whether the father gets the Demei Chavala. So that's going to bring us to the two dots on the top of Peiches, Amr Alif, and then the Gemara is going to talk about what the basis of the Machlokas is about whether you pay Boshes to an Eved. And it's going to turn out that the basis of the Machlokas is whether an Eved is considered to be Achiv, whether an Eved is considered to be your brother. So once we talk about that, whether an Eved is considered to be your brother, so we're going to talk about other ramifications of that issue of whether an Eved is considered to be your brother. For example, why is it that an Eved cannot become a Melech? If after, if after all, the, the Torah requires that some Melech So if an Eved is a brother, then why can't he become a Melech? Or how do I know that an Eved is possible Le'edus, anyone who's uh, anyone who's achiv should be kosher le'edus. How do I know that an eved is uh, is possible le'edus according to the opinion that he's called achiv? Then the Gemara is going to discuss how we know that a ger is kosher le'edus, even though a ger doesn't have yichus to uh, to his father. And then on the bottom of Ahmed Aleph, going all the way through Ahmed Bey's, there's going to be a long discussion about the following case: if a married woman gifts her nichtse maluk to her son or to one of her sons, then uh, the, the question is, can the husband take that nichtse maluk back after the woman dies? And that's going to relate to the broader sugya of kinyan aperos kinyan aguftami or lav kinyan aguftami. The Gemara is going to try to compare that case to a different case relating to a father and a son, and the Gemara is going to make distinctions between the two cases, going to show some flaws in the uh, in the comparison. So let's begin three lines from the bottom of the page. Last one in line, Pei Zayin Amud Beis. So the Gemara goes back to what Rav had said, that a father does not get the money for the chavala that someone did to Bito Akatana, to his young daughter, and uh, we have a machloka samurai about it. V'chein Amreish Lakish, lo no, what a father gets with Vito Katana is the right to receive her Kesef Kiddushin, and that's it. Demei Chavala, that's not what the father gets. Rabbi Yochan Amar Afilu and Rabbi Yochan says, no, even if someone was Choval and the daughter, the father gets that money as well. And the Gemara, at least at this stage, assumes that Petsia means that someone wounded her in a place that's not obvious and is not visible to the outside world. It's not near a La'ayin. So since it's not something that's visible, it's not going to actually uh, decrease her value in any way. So says Gemara, well, Petsia Salkadaitach, if it doesn't decrease her value, is there anyone that says that the father is entitled to such payment? Rabbi Lazar only uh, raised the question about a chavala where she at least had a decrease in value and therefore he's going to be able to get less money for selling her. But a p'tia that doesn't uh, change her value whatsoever, that was never a suffix. For sure the father doesn't get that. So how can you say that by p'tia that someone's going to say the father's going to be entitled to that money? So says Amr Rabbi Yosef 
when Rabbi Yochanan said Pitzia, he meant Shapatza Befaneha. He meant that it wounded her on her face, where it, if Vivchat Mikaspa, where it actually does de- decrease her value, and that's why the father is entitled to that money, according to Rabbi Yochanan. So that's where we have Machlokas, where it's an actual decrease in value as a result of the Chavala. So is the father only entitled to Kesav Kedushin for his daughter, or is he entitled to the decrease in value as a result of an assault that was carried out on his daughter as well? Period. That's the end of yesterday's discussion. Now, we had said that the Tanakama holds that if someone is chovel an Evid Kanani, you got to pay all the Chamisha Dvarim. Whereas Rabbi Yudha says, no, you don't have to pay Boshes. An Evid Kanani doesn't have any Boshes payment. So my time with Rabbi Yudha, where does Rabbi Yudha get the idea that if you're Mavayish and Evid Kanani, you don't have to pay for Boshes? Amakra, because the Pasuk says when it talks about Boshes, ki notzu anashim yachtov, Ish v'achiv. So we darshan from ish v'achiv b'mishiyesh lo achva. Only someone who has a dinim of brotherhood, who <coughs> who has a din of being a brother to his brother. Yotza evet she'in lo she'in lo achva, as opposed to an evet kanani who doesn't have any brotherhood because he's uh, an evet kanani is allowed to marry his sister and eshes achiv, and uh, because it's not considered his uh, siblings, he doesn't have any siblings. How do I know that? Because the pasuk by Eliezer Evet Avram says imachamar, and we darshin amadomel chamar that they don't have any yichusei mishpacha. So the Gemara explains, and what about the chachamim v'rabbanon achivu mitzvos and the rabbanon who say that you do pay boshes to an evet kanani? I. What about the fact? That he doesn't have achva, so shouldn't you not pay boshes to an Evan Kanani? No, there is a certain sense of brotherhood in that he's your brother in mitzvahs, and an Evan Kanani is chayv in mitzvahs ki'isha. So while he doesn't have family relationships in terms of brotherhood, he does have a sense of achva in terms of achva b'mitzvahs, and he's chayv in mitzvahs just like um, just like an Isha. Elameata, if that's the case, though, that uh, that it's all about whether he's called a brother or not called a brother, Rabbi Yehuda, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that he's not called a brother, Zomme Eved Lo Yarogu. Uh, if you have Edim that were made about an Eved Kanani, that he's Chayv Misa, and then those Edim become Edim Zomin, Bezin shouldn't kill them. Because after all, when it comes to the ownership of Edim Zomin, it says, and the Eved is not called Achiv, so we shouldn't, uh, so the the uh, the 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 Adam Zomin uh, shouldn't get killed for wanting to uh, to kill this guy. And Tosa and the Rashba just point out. And in addition to that, if we can't kill the Adam Zomin for what they want to do to the Eved, Mimela, we should never be able to kill the Eved based on their Edus either, because their Edus is Edus Yatayachalazima. So it means their Edus should never get off the ground against an Eved. You should never be able to give Edus against an Eved for uh, for Misa. And yet, uh, okay, maybe Enochinami, but no, the Gemara is assuming that that's not true because there's a Brisa in the first part of Masachas Makos or the second part maybe that says that uh, uh, a Yisrael gets Malkus through an, uh, through an Eved and the Gemara explains that it's talking about a case where a Yisrael was made on an Eved that he's Chayv Malkus and then the Yisrael became an Eidzomeim so you see in that Brisa that even by Eidus of an Eved Kanani there is an Onesh Kasher Zomam and the Brisa over there does not mention anything about Rabbi Yehuda disagreeing in, in any which way there Rabbi Kivager points out that the Gemara in Makos over there uh, uh, ultimately rejects this and says that no you can't say that the Bryce is talking about where Yisrael was made against Nevin Kanani so the whole cash is only from a Hava Amina of a Gemara Makos meaning the mascara of the Gemara Makos is, does not prove us anything about uh, being made against Nevin Kanani and becoming made Zomeim after being made against Nevin Kanani so it's a Kasha because the Gemara is sort of uh, pulling a fast one on us it's asking a Kasha based on a presumption of what emerges from a Gemara Makos but it doesn't really emerge from the Gemara Makos it emerges 
emerges from a Havamina in the Gemara Makos. So the Rashash says, yeah, yeah, in a chinami, it emerges from a Havamina. But the reason the Gemara rejected that Havamina is not that you can never be Gnei Zomei Man Nevekarani. It was for other reasons that it rejected that Havamina. It just didn't fit the price over there or whatever else. But it wasn't because there was a problem with saying that you can, you can become Gnei Zomei Man Nevekarani. And therefore it's valid to ask such a, uh, such a Kasha. So again, the Gemara is saying, according to Rabbi Yudha, that, that, that an Evid Kanani is not Achiv, then you should never be able to become an Eid Zomeim on an Evid Kanani. And yet we know, however we know it, uh, from a Gemara Makos, from a Havamina Gemara, we know that you can be an Eid Zomeim on an Evid Kanani. So Amar Rava, Amar Rav Sheshes, Amar Kra, Uviyata Rami Kirbech, Mikal Makom. Edom Zomeim is different because the Torah tells us you have to destroy the evil from your midst. Edom Zomeim are evil, and therefore we need to do whatever we can. So even if it doesn't necessarily qualify as a Checha, we're willing to say that Uviyata Rami Kirbech overrides the requirement that it be a checha in order to be uh, in order to be an eight zomim. So says Mar, okay, but still, if we're going to say that this whole machlokz are viewed on the chachamim about whether you give boshes to an evet really depends on the evet status as your brother elameato the rabbanon evedi kashal malchus and the rabbanon are telling me that an evet is your brother because he's achiv b'mitzvos so that an evet should be able to become a melech because uh, the pasuk says mikerev. Achecha tosim alecha melech. So according to the Rabbanon, that an Eved is Achecha, uh, he should be able to be a melech. And yet the Gemara Nivamastaf Memhe tells us that uh, someone who's only Imam Yisrael uh, could be only someone who's Imam Yisrael could be a melech, because only someone who's Imam Yisrael is Achecha. So Nebuchadnezzar should not be allowed to be a melech, because he is not Imam Yisrael. So I answer the Gemara Amri, based on what you're saying, that, uh, that if an Evid is really a Checha, he should be Kasher Lamalchus, Tikshilach Ger. Well, then you'd have the same question about a Ger, that uh, if he's born after his mother converts, uh, he's still Pasher Lamalchus, because his mother's a Giyores, meaning a Ger doesn't even mean that, that the guy himself converted. Even if the guy's mother converted and he was born after, he's Pasher Lamalchus. So, and that Kasher is Ledivre Akal. That's, that's a Kasher not just on the Rabbanon, but even on Rabbi Yehuda, because everyone agrees that he's Bichlal Achecha, and yet a Ger is Puzzle Malchus, even though he is your brother. Ella Amrakra, so it must be that uh, that uh, the, the basis of puzzling a uh, Nevet Kanani from Malchus or a Ger from Malchus is because the Pasuk says Mikerev Achecha doesn't just mean someone who's Achecha, it means Mimuvcha Shabachecha. can't be any one of your brothers. It has to be from the choicest of your brothers. So uh, therefore, the Evet Kanani and the Ger is excluded from being a Melech. So says Mar, okay, let's give it one more try though. El the Rabbanan, according to the Rabbanan, that an Evet Kanani is your brother, yea, Evet Kashaleidos, that an Evet should be Kashaleidos, because the Pasuk says by Edim Zomin, Vihinei Eid Sheker Eid Sheker Ana Viachiv. So we learn from that Pasuk that he's called Achiv of the Baldin. Uh, anyone who's called Achiv of the Baldin should be Kasher to be made. And included in Achiv, according to the Rabbanan at least, is an Evid Kanani. So how come an Evid Kanani <coughs> is not able <coughs> to serve as an aid? Now, uh, Tosos raises a question that there are lots of places where we learn the din- dinam of Evid Kanani with the Shava of La La Me'isha. Um, and therefore, what, what are we asking over here? We say, we only know Nebuchadnezzar Kanani is Chayv and Mitzvahs because of La La Me'isha. So we're saying, oh, but if he's Achiv, then he should be kosher to be made, and we know that he's not kosher to be made. Well, why can't I just learn from La La Me'isha that just like an Isha can't be made, that an Kanani also uh, can't be made. So how could the Gemara want to be Machshir Nebuchadnezzar Kanani 
Le'edos because of the word Achiv. Uh, uh, when you have La La Me'isha, that tells me that it should be Pasal Le'edos. And maybe you're going to tell me that that Achiv is going to be Motzi from the Gezer Shava. Well, then how can the Gemara try to learn later on the Psul of an Eved Le'edos uh, from a Kavachomer? Just say that uh, that 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 the the, the uh, just like Achiv is Mavatal the Gezer Shava, so too the Achiv should be able to be Mavatal the Kavachomer. If Achiv is Mavatal La La Me'isha the, the Gezer Shava that 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 passes him Le'edos. It should be mevatel any kavuchomer that's going to passel him le'edos. So Tosa suggests that the gzeir shava of la la is not coming to be machmir on the eved and make him like an isha legabi all the chumras that a woman has more than a guy. Um, it's uh, it's just coming. The uh, uh, I, I'm sorry. It's the la la meisha is is only coming to be machmir on the eved. And to uh, and to make him like an isha, the gabi all the chumras and isha has more than a guy in that she's chayiv and mitzvahs more than a guy, but not to be goreya es kocho. And since it's possible to be machshirim leedus because he's an ish and achiv, so the gzeir would not exclude that. The gzeir is a one directional uh, gzeir in terms of what it's meant to accomplish for him. It's only meant to uh, be more machmir on his status, not to be more mekel on his status. Tosha ben Peretz suggests a little differently that we learn this Gezer Shava only Legabe Mitzvos, that the Isha is Chayivin, but not Legabe anything else. So mainly you can't learn his Psoleidus from an Isha because the whole Gezer Shava, La Lami Isha, is limited to only apply to Chayiv Mitzvos. So Chayiv Mitzvos, it applies, but not, not by anything else. So anyway, the, so, but the point is, the Gemara is back to its question, that if you're going to say like the Rabbanon, that an Evan Kanani has a din of Achiv, then how come an Evan Kanani can't be an aid after all? Edus is tali on achva on being your brother. So answer Gemara Amar Ula Edus l'matzamer. No, you can't possibly be kosher for an aid because Asya Edus but kalvachomer meisha because we'll learn from a kalvachomer from isha. Uma isha she love a bakal. An isha is allowed to marry a regular fully meyuchastik Jew, and yet psula leedus she's still pasul leedus because the pasuk says va'amdu shnei ha'anoshim and the brisa darshins and mesachashvuos that it's talking about edim. So we see that a noshim are kosher leedus and not noshim. So evet she'en roi love a bakal. An evet is not allowed to marry a meyuchas. He's not allowed to marry Israelis. So in a dinja pasul leedus, of course he's going to be pasul leedus. Says Mar, is that such a great kavachomer? Maybe the reason an Isha is Pasala Edus is because she has her own Chumrah that she can't get a Mila. Tomar Vevet, Shuroyle Mila, but an Evet is right for Mila, so maybe that bumps him up and makes him Kashala Edus. So says Mar, well, the fact that you have a Mila does not make you Kashala Edus. How do I know? Katon Yochiach, a child proves that point to me. Sheyeshnu b'mila, because a child is subject to mila, and yet, pasal ha'edus. A child is pasal ha'edus, because the same pasal, v'amdu shnei ha'anoshim, and we darshan anoshim means anoshim gedolim, and not ketanim. So we, so if that's the case, we could learn the psul of, of an eved be'edus from the psul of isha be'edus, and you can't be docha that no, the eved's chiyuv in mila is what allows him to give edus, because we see that that's not true. Someone being chayiv in mila does not give them a, uh, a license to be made. A katan can't be made. So says well, mal katan sheinu chayiv mitzvos, sheinu b'mitzvos. A katan is not chayiv in any mitzvos at all, and and that's why he can't be made. Tomer be'eved shu b'mitzvos, but an eved maybe should be able to be made because he's subject to mila 
and he's chayiv in mitzvos. Says more, well, chayiv in mitzvos doesn't give you license to be made because isha to chayiv sheishem mitzvos psuleitos. And isha is also chayiv in mitzvos, and yet she's possible she's chayiv in mitzvos. Mitzvah says mangram she's part from, but most mitzvos she's chayiv in, so she's chayiv in mitzvos. So uh, and and yet she's still possible eitos. So the same should be true by neved. So the chazra din, we therefore go back. And learn this uh, the 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 uh, the the, the as follows: Lo rizek rizeh. The chumra of an isha is different than the chumra of a katan. Lo rizek rizeh, and the chumra of a katan is different than the chumra of an isha. Meaning each one has a chumra that the other one doesn't have. The katan's chumra is that he's chayiv in mila, and that that does that's not true by an isha. The isha's chumra is that she's chayiv b'mitzvos, and that's not true by a katan. So obviously neither of those are the driving force. Um, for the psul, for the psul edus, because each of them has a different chumrah that the other one does not have. So what do the isha and the katan have in common? They're not shaykh in all mitzvos. A woman is only chayv in the mitzvos lo say, and the onshim in the Torah and mitzvos shaloaz man grama, and a katan is shaykh only in mitzvos mila upsulin laheid, and they're and yet they're both puzzled to be made. So therefore, I can learn from the combination of the two. So Nevid is also not chayv in all mitzvos. He too is part of mitzvos shazman grama, and therefore a part of pasul And therefore he should be pasul as an eight. So how do I know that Nevid is pasul leheid? I isn't he achiv according to the rabbanon, and doesn't that qualify a person leheidus? We learn it from the combination of isha v'katan that just like isha v'katan are pasul leheidus, and uh, they are, are are not chayv in all the mitzvos. So to anyone who's not chayv in all the mitzvos is pasul leheidus, and that's an eved. So frankly, Gemara Yeba Malat Sal Shem Shemish Kenenu Ish. But there's another thing that Isha and Katan have in common that an Eved does not, and that is that neither of them are an Ish. Tomer ve'Eved Shu Ish. Maybe that's the driving force. Maybe what puzzles an Ish of a Katan from Edos is their lack of being an Ish. Then therefore, maybe since an Eved is an Ish, he should be Kashul Edos. So says Gemara Elatesi Megazlin. You're right. We'll learn the Psul Edos of an Eved not from Ish of a Katan. We'll learn it from a Gazlan that a Gazlan is not careful in all mitzvos, and uh, he's roi lava bakal, and nevertheless he's pasul leedus because it says al tashis yachid in Russia leos eid chamas, and we darshan that a Russia that's uh, that's a Russia with chamas that's uh, that steals is pasul leedus. So so kal v'chomer and evet who's not roi lava bakal and is not chayvim kol mitzvos should be pasul leedus. So that's the real limud. Says Gemara that's not a great limud either. Legazan shkain maas of garmelo. Maybe the reason a gazan is pasul leedus because he did something to make himself pasul. He went and he did an Avera. He stole. Tomer Be'evet, Shein Maisav Gamlo. You're going to say the same thing by Nevet. Nevet didn't do anything wrong. He just happens to be an Evet. But it's not a result of any of his actions. So maybe he should still be Kashal Eidos. So Elatesi, Megazlan, Michal Mehadach. Says Gamar, so you know what? Let's just put all of the Limudim together. That we'll learn from the combination of Gazlan and, and either Isho or Katan. That even though each one has a reason why you can't learn directly, I can't learn the Psal Eidos of an Evet directly from Isho or Katan because the Evid is an Ish. Well, Gazlan Tochiach, the Gazlan is an Ish, and he's also puzzled. I can't learn directly from Gazlan because the Gazlan is Maas of Garmulo. Well, Isha or Katan Tochiach, where it's not their Maisim that caused them to be uh, to be puzzled, and nevertheless they're still puzzled. So that's how I learned between the combination of those things. I learned that an Evid is puzzled at So that that's one limit of how I know an Evid is puzzled. That was a long conversation, but it was all it's, it could be abbreviated very quickly. How do I know an Evid is puzzled at after all, isn't 
he your brother? And according to the Rabbanan, so the answer is we learn it from a combination between Gazlon on the one hand and Isha Okatan on the other hand. Second answer, Marbury Dravina Amar. No, I know that an evidence postulated is from somewhere else. Amar Kral Lo Yumsu Avos Albanim. So we darshan Lo Yumsu Alpi Avos She'ein Lahem Chayis Banim. That uh, people cannot be killed and based in based on the Edus of people who are avos that don't have yichus with their children, whose children are not going to be miuchas acharem. Who are that? Who who are such people who uh, who don't have yichus with their own children? That's an evad kanani. An evad kanani has no yichus with his children. The Rashash writes that the Gemara is darshaning from the fact that it says liyimsu avos al banim that the word al with an ayin is darshaned as if it's al with a with an aleph. That al as in not. That the loyim misha that's al banim that doesn't have children that uh, so it's, it's it's not only on children but it's like uh, yidarshin it with, uh, like al with an aleph it's an interesting way to make a drasha can you just change a word and uh, and, and and make a drasha uh, I was just listening to Rabbi Reisman said in the shir recently that uh, in the in the hakdam of the abarbanel to say for Yermio, he says that um, that you'll notice if you look through Yermio that there are dictic mistakes all over Yermio. And one of the mistakes he pointed out is that he says Al and El, he, he confuses them a bunch of times uh, in, the, in the Navi. So the Abarbanel says something that you, you would definitely be putting in nowadays if a person were to say. He said Yermio started being Miss Navi when he was a little kid. So he hadn't, he hadn't learned Tiktok yet. So, uh, so he messed up a lot in the, in the, in the, in the Tiktok. But, uh, but he had the Navu already, but he hadn't, he hadn't uh, gotten the Tiktok down, down pat yet. But we assume not that way, right? We assume that, uh, that everything is written in and that there's rushes to be made. So sometimes Al and Al and Al and Al with an Aleph and with an Ayin, sometimes that's... Uh, <laughs> that's open for a drasha. So anyway, so this is the second possibility. How I know that an Evid Kanani is uh, is Pasala Eidos. Um, I, I know it from, uh, from 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 the fact that that uh, that Liam Suavos Albanim that the only one who's Kashal Eidos is someone who has Yichus with his own children. Because if you're going to say like the Gemara Darshins that it's only to, that that the whole pasuk of Liam Suavos Albanim is just to teach me the drasha that the Gemara in Sanhedrin makes, which is Liam Suavos Albanim Eidos Banim that just that a car of his Pasala Eidos that you can't kill a father because of his son's Eidos if that. That's all it was teaching me. It should have said that fathers don't get killed from the testimony of their children. My banim, why does it say banim stam? So must be telling me in a different level of interpretation that, that you cannot kill people based on the edus of people who don't have a relationship with their own child. If that's the, the case that is coming to tell me that an Evan Kanani is possible Eidos, how do you touch up the Hemshech of the Pasuk? Is it telling me that anyone who doesn't have a relationship with their father cannot be an aid? That would pass a ger le'edus because a ger doesn't have a relationship with his father. Geshem's guy is kekatan shenoladami. So Amri hachi So he said, no, no, you can't make that comparison. Ger nihi dein lochayis lemaylo lemati yesh A ger may not have a relationship with his family going up in generations, but he certainly has a family relationship with his family going down in generations. Lafuke eved dein lochayis lolamata as opposed to an eved who has no relationship in either direction, and that's why an eved is excluded from edus. These 
if you want to say that you should darshan the conclusion of the Pasuk as well, to tell me that anyone who doesn't have a relationship with their father is Pasuk that Ger Pasuk and therefore Ger is Pasuk well then why would the Torah write um, the, the Banim, uh, Banim and not uh, Bnehem and also Avos and not Avosayim let the Torah just write at the beginning Lo Yumsu Avos Al Bnehem and will darshan Lichida Amrinan based on what we said in Sanhedrin that Lo Yumsu Beedus Banim that Krov Mar Pasul Leedus and 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 then uh, in the Hemshech of the Pasuk Vinichtav Rachmana the Torah should have continued and written Uvanim Lo Yumsu Al Avos Tishamina Trei which would would have taught me two things Chado Lo Yumsu Banim Beedus Avos that fathers cannot testify against their own sons because it's a Pasul Korva Veidach and that second and then there would have been a second drasha to make from the end of the pasuk of that a ger is pasul edos and uh, and and it, I wouldn't need a drasha to tell me that an evet is pasul edos and I would figure it out on my own the evet because if the second half of the pasuk would have told me that a ger is pasul edos I would have figured out that it's a kalvachomer from a ger of a ger who has some family relationships going down in generations he has family relationships he would still be so an evet who has no family relationships in either direction all the more so should be so why doesn't the Torah just say it that way where it doesn't have to be megala to me that an evet is it only needs to be megala that a ger is and I'll derive from a kalvachom that a ger is pasleidos. Why not? Because it must be that it's wrong. It must be that a ger is not pasleidos. From the fact that the Torah at the beginning of the pasuk says and it does not say b'neihem. It's teaching me demashma. It's teaching me not only that Krovim are Pasulahid, but also that Avadim Kananim are Pasulahid. So Shmamina, Evid Shaylo Chais Lamadu, the Pasulahidus, Avalger, Kimdish Chais Lamadu, Kashulahidus. It must be that it's Dafka and Evid Kanani is Pasulahidus, but a Ger is actually Kashulahidus. What distinguishes a Ger from an Evid Kanani? That a Ger at least has some family relationships, whereas an Evid Kanani has zero family relationships. Vichitema, maybe you're going to say, okay, but then Lichtov Rachman. But then, in the end of the pasuk, let it just say uvanim loyimsu al avoseham. Meaning, if the second half of the pasuk is not going to teach me a psul of a ger leedus, let it just say loyimsu avosal avosehem. Loyimsu al avoseham, which will teach me the psul korva, because that's all it's teaching me anyway. Lamali dekasar rachmana uvanim loyimsu al avos. Why does it not say avoseham? Why does it say al avos? Doesn't that imply that a ger is pasula edus as well? So says Gemara. Well, I did the kasvulim suavos albanim kasvnami banim lim suavos. That uh, it's just keeping the lashon consistent with the beginning of the pasuk, so to, to the end of the pasuk. So that's why it doesn't say avosayem because it didn't say bnei in the first half of the pasuk. But the the main drasha is in the first half of the pasuk that teaches me that not only that there's a psul kurva, but that never kanani is pasula edus. And in the second half of the pasuk, it only is talking about a psul kurva. But a ger is in fact kosher le'etos. Period. That's the end of that discussion. Now we move on to the last discussion of the Avcher Shod Vekatan Pigiyas and Ra. We had said in the Mishnah 
And it's a terrible idea to start up with a Khirishad Vikatan or to start up with an Evid or Nisha, because if you damage them, you're gonna to have to you're gonna be Chayiv, but if they damage you, you're gonna be Pater. And we pointed out by the, that by the Evid and the Isha, it's not that they're Pater, it's just that they don't have any money. Because Kalmash can see Isha Kana Baila, Kalmash Kana Evid, Kana Rabo, but uh, if the Isha ever gets divorced or if the uh, Evid ever gets freed or whatever, so he'll be able to uh, to pay it back, they will be obligated to pay it back. So now the Gemara tells a Misa related to a woman's rights in the Nechasim in her own nechasim when she's married, since that was the premise of the Mishnah that a woman does not that she doesn't have rights in her nechasim when she's married. So we're going to tell the Maisa relating to a woman's rights in her nechasim when she's married. Amy de Marshmuel Bar Abba Meagronia, the mother of Rav Shmuel Bar Abba Meagronia, was married to Rabbi Abba. You'll say, well, of course, her son's name was Rav Shmuel Bar Abba, so she was married to Rabbi Abba. So it's actually two days in Shidim Kvetzas, whether it's the same Rabbi Abba, whether this son was a son of this husband or is a son from another husband, and she just liked men named uh, Rabbi Abba. So uh, both of her husbands were named uh, Rabbi Abba. Okay, whatever it was, but this woman, she wrote her Nichse Malug, she gifted her Nichse Malug to her son that he'll be able to receive it after she dies. Basar de Shriva, she she eventually died. So Azul of Shmuel Baraba Kamed Rabbi Baraba. Rashmuel Baraba went to the basin of Rabbi Yemir Baraba with the star that says that his mother gifted him her Nikse Maluk. Uk maybe Nikse Rabbi Baraba says, Okay, you win. You have a star, it's yours, so you get to keep it. And and uh, Rabbi Abba, her husband, has no rights to it. Right? Uh, even though normally he Yarshins his wife, but his wife had gifted it before she died. So you the child are the one that uh, that, that is entitled to it. So Azul Rabbi Abba, the, the husband wasn't too pleased. So the husband went, he went and he reported this story, this Psakalacha to Rav Hoshaya. Azul Rav Hoshaya, Amra Kamid Rav Yehuda. Rav Hoshaya brought it up the ladder and he brought it to Rav Yehuda. So Amle Rav Yehuda said, Hachim Shmuel, uh, I don't think that's correct. Shmuel taught us, Shmuel is a big expert in Dine Mamanis. And Shmuel said, Isha Shemachra Benichsimilug Bechaye Baila. That if a woman sells her maluk while her husband is alive, and then she drops dead before her husband, her husband's allowed to take that maluk right away from the lukuchos. So what mali, whether she sells it to some uh, stranger or she gifts it to her son, either way, the husband is entitled to it. The husband should be able to take it from the lukuchos, and therefore Rabbi Abba should be able to take these nechasim away from this uh, from this young man. So says Mara Amrua. They said this halacha of Shmuel, Kamed Rabbi Yomri Baraba. They reported it back to Rabbi Yomri Baraba. Rabbi Yomri Baraba was the one originally who passed in favor of the son. Right? Uh, so they told Rabbi Yomri Baraba, you should know, Shmuel said that the Baal could be melting me out of the kuchos. So Rabbi Yomri Baraba defends his psak. He says, look, <clears throat> the fact that I didn't say that the husband wins, and I said that the son, the son wins, all I know is it's a Mishnah. So, uh, you know, you could tell me Shmuel here, Shmuel there. It's a Mishnah. What's the Mishnah? So it's a little complicated. <laughs> it's a lengthy raya, but it's a Mishnah. The Mishnah tells us in Masechus Bab Basra, if a person writes his nechasim to his children, to his to his son, and then and he writes that it should be meyom lacharmoso, right? Uh, that the gufa nechasim is going to belong to the son already right now, but so long as the father's alive, he's still going to be entitled to use the nechasim. So right away, the son owns the has a kinyan guf on the karka, and the father has a kinyan peros on the karka. Then the father, when the father dies, the son will be the full owner of everything. 
of the Kinyan Aguf and the Kinyan Peros. Now, since um, that while the father's alive, the Bailus of the Nechassim was split between the son and the father, that the Guf belonged to the son, the Peros belonged to the father. The son can't sell it because it's still Bershus Ha'av and that the father is the one that gets all the payrolls from it. Father can't sell it because it all technically is owned by the son. So neither of them is able to, uh, to sell it. However, each of them can sell their position in the field. So Av, if the father sold the Nechassim, so he can sell the rights to the Peros up until he dies, because that's what he's entitled to, the rights to the Peros up until he dies. If the son sells his position in the field, then when the father dies, the Lokeach will get that field, because just like the son would get that field after the father dies, so the Lokeach will get that field after the father dies. So the Rabbi Yirmi is medayik from the fact it sounds from this Mishnah that only while the father is alive, the guy who buys the field from the son is not going to be zocha in anything. But But as soon as the father drops dead, whoever bought the son's position in the field will get the field. And that's true even if the son predeceases the father, meaning the son never actually got the field. He only had a kinyan aguf in the field, but he never actually practically had his hands on the field. But nevertheless, he sold his position in the field to a lokech. So even if the son predeceases the father, as soon as the father dies, that lokech keeps the field. The uh, even though the son predeceased the father and he never had his hands on the field, and 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 we're assuming Rabbi Shimon Lakish. Unclear why the Gemara has to bring in this and Rabbi Yochanan, which is only going to confuse us a little bit. But the point is that really we're assuming Rabbi Shimon Lakish. That it doesn't matter who predeceases who. Either way, if the son sold his position in the field, the lokeach is entitled to that. And when the father drops dead, that lokeach gets to keep that field. Where do we find that there's any debate about that? So this is the tangent. If the son predeceases the father, Rabbi Yochan actually holds then the lokeach does not uh, does not acquire the field. Only Reish Lakish holds he acquires the field. Why? Rabbi Yochanan Lokan Lokach Amalach Kikatani Masnisin. When does the Mishnah say Machar Ben Lokan Lokach Hachiyamusaav? That when the son dies, the Lokach gets it. When when only when the father dies, Uki Mayusaav Isle Lokach. But when the father dies, the Lokach actually does get it. That's only Dlomesa Ben Bchayav. That's only if the son did not predecease the father. So the son actually had it at some point. Avlomesa Ben Bchayav. But if the son predeceased deceases the father to lo asuli de deben where the son never actually had it in hand well then kimaisav nami lesle lokech then when the father dies lokech does not get it why because alma kasavar rabbi yochan holds kinyan peros kikinin aguftami the fact that the father has a kinyan peros in that karka that's considered as if he owns that karka in that no one's allowed to sell it while he's alive so the son only has the zchus to be makabal the nechasim after the father dies. Well, the son wasn't around when the father died. And therefore, when he sold it, he was selling something that didn't actually belong to him. But we're not interested in Rabbi Yochanan. We're not assuming like Rabbi Yochanan. We're assuming like Rabbi Shimon Lakish. Rabbi Shimon Lakish, Rabbi Shimon Lakish says, that after the father dies, even if the son predeceased the father, after the father dies, the lokeach gets to keep it. The lokeach that the son had sold it to gets to keep it. When the Mishnah says, 
ben ein lokeach hatshiyom saav. That when the son uh, sells it, the father will get it. The lokeach will get it as soon as the father dies. Ki ma'isav miyas lokeach. That means when the father dies, lokeach gets it. Lo shnol lo meisav ben mechayav. Dasli de ben lo shnol meisav ben mechayav. Dasli de ben. And I don't care who died first between the father and the son, and whether the son actually ever had his hands on that field and never actually got to use the field and move into the field. Doesn't matter. Kona lokeach. Lokeach is able to be kona. Why? that the father's Kenyan Peros in, in those Nechasim is not ownership of the field. The field is owned by the son entirely. And therefore, and therefore the son was fully entitled to sell that field. And that's why the Lokeach, who bought it from the son, gets to keep it as soon as the father dies. So now the Gemara brings Vanan, we pass like Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish that even if the son predeceases the father, the guy who bought the field from the son uh, gets the field as soon as the father drops dead. So now the Gemara brings the raya that Rabbi Yirmiya has as to why he paskins in the case of the mother and the son that the son gets to keep uh, the field that the mother had earmarked for him, that the mother had get gifted to him. For come Rabbi Yirmiya Baraba, Rabbi Yirmiya Baraba says, don't you see that he's salkadaitach? If you're going to assume that Kinyan Peros is like Kinyan Guf, when the father dies, and the son had predeceased the father, why would the Lokeach be Zoch in the Peros? The father uh, had a Kinyan Peros, and therefore the father was considered the rightful owner. If the son was selling it, he was selling something he wasn't his. It must be that we paskin, Kinyan Peros is and therefore, even though the father had had the Kinyan HaPeiros of the field, the son is able to sell the Guf of the field. And that Mekach is going to be Chal, even if the son predeceases the father. And we shall learn from there the, about our Maisa with Rav Shmuel, that the Din of Nichsei Melug, what does Nichsei Melug means? It means that the Guf belongs to the Isha, and the Peiros belong to the Baal. So is that called the Baal's field? Well, if you say Kinyan Peiros is Lav, Kinyan Guftami, no, it's not the Baal's field. He only has a Kinyan Peiros. Whose field is it? It's the Isha's field, and she gifted it to her son, and therefore the son is allowed to keep it. So you're hacking me that Shmuel didn't say this. I don't care what Shmuel said. I'm a Mishnah. The Mishnah says like me. So Adrua, so they, they brought that response back, the Kamedra of Yehuda, back to Yehuda, who had quoted Shmuel, who had said otherwise, right? So they're, they're having this uh, whole back and forth. Shmuel thought of that, and he said, it's a terrible comparison. You can't compare that to our Mishnah. <laughs> why is it a terrible comparison? Where are we off? So the says two reasons why it's a terrible comparison. We probably won't get to both of them today. My time, what's so bad about the comparison? itani <laughs> ibcha. If it were said in the opposite, that a person writes his nechasim, that his father will be zocha and the gufa nechasim. After the son dies, the father's going to get the uh, the peros, and the father sells the nechasim while the son is alive, uh, that the lokeach is going to be kona. And Rishlach would say that even if the father predeceases the son, and he never actually got the peros in his hands, nevertheless, lokeach would still would still, uh, would still still own it. So yeah, that would have been a good raya. That would show me that kinyin peros zav kinyin aguf. But now that the Tanah Dafka talks about someone who's kosev nechasev lebno, mishum droy liyarshahu, it could be that the reason the lokeach is zocha is because the son is right to yarshin the father. So it could be. 
<coughs> that it's not shaykh that the father is intending to gift this field to his son for only after he dies. Only after he dies, I don't need to gift it to him. It's going to go to him anyway. So what, what, what was I really intending to do? It must be that I was trying to give him the guf and the chasim while I'm alive. And that's why he's allowed to sell it. So it's not about kinin peres, kinin aguf, not kinin aguf. The, the whole Mishnah about kosim and chasim of Lebano, it's about Benoah's Royal show where I was trying to give it to him while I'm alive, where the father's trying to give it to the son while he's alive. Samle Abai, Abai says back to Rav Yosef, according to you, that the reason for Shmuel being mechalik between the cases is because a Ben is Royal show Atu Bra Yaris Yaris Bra. Is that a one directional thing? Doesn't a father inherit a son as well if, there's no, if the son doesn't have any children? No, uh, why do we assume that it's not about inheritance? Because normally the son does have children, and if he's giving it to the father, he's trying to keep it away from his kids. Well, so uh, you know, uh, the, the uh, when when a, when a father writes it to his son, it's it's love dafka that he's trying to give the whole gufa karka to that son. It could be that he's just trying to keep it away. Uh, meaning the whole svara was, oh, just wait for Yerusha. We'll take uh, the Yerusha will take care of it anyway. No, Yerusha's not going to take care of it because Yerusha will split it among all the brothers. And the father wanted to earmark it to this brother. So therefore, uh, the raya stands as a, uh, as a good raya. So we haven't yet come up with a proper distinction between the case of the Mishnah and the case of, uh, of the mother and the son that we had started with. So tomorrow we'll pick up with Elamai, Eina Dom of the Mishnah Sabah. Have a great day, everybody.